Well, Sutland listeners, welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy. Alongside me, my co-host, the Keg. Hello, everyone. And joining us today for our Houston Texans off-season talk episode, we have Kurt from our Houston Texans UK. How are we doing, sir? Uh, fine, yeah. It's uh, it's Graham, actually. Oh, Graham, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same way I had on the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's Good start, Bill, what I might. Good start, get his name. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's alright, yeah. I should have asked that before, Ad. Sorry, bro. No, yeah, Leave yeah, that in there, people laugh at that. So that's good. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's one of the better things I've been called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, Greg. So uh, what we'll do, um, I'll leave the floor to you to so just introduce yourself and introduce your uh, your page and stuff, and I'll let you have the floor with that. So you go right ahead. Okay. Uh, hi there, everyone. I'm uh, Graham Henderson. I uh, currently run the Texans UK Twitter handle page. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and at the the one handle. Yeah, just been a Texans fan since a wait. I'm I'm more of one of those uh, in the stands beer drinking type of fans. That's kind of inherited the page, and I, I like to use it as a beacon for 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 Texans fans of any level to just have somewhere to congregate and you know start up, spark up their own chats, debates. It's just nice to have somewhere in the UK that you can come and do that, and and you know it's like a legit page. So it's been pretty good fun. So yeah, that's what we're all about. Good, good, good stuff, good stuff, Graham. So we'll sort of uh, we'll go into it straight off the bat. So uh, 2020 now, obviously we'll go into the elephant of the room, you know, with the whole quarterback situation. We'll get into that a little bit. But in just terms of recapping the year, so obviously you know, four and twelve, it wasn't the best year. Obviously, there's been a lot of repercussions with the stuff that Bill O'Brien left the state of the franchise in, you know, trading certain very, very good players away and just not really managing yeah. it well at all. Obviously, going 4-12 in um, in the AFC South, luckily you had Deshaun Watson, because I, 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 I do think if it could have been another quarterback, it might not have been as many yeah. as four. So, you know, that, that's how good he is. I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, obviously, it's hard to sort of point out some big, uh, some sort of, Big points, obviously, we know what the big point is, but the fact is that you, you know it was just a very disappointing season, unfortunately. I mean, how did you how did you see it watching through the games this year? Yeah, like at the start of the season, I must admit, I was still a bit optimistic of us progressing in the playoffs because you know a lot of people think the FC South is quite an easy league to to get out of, but I think over the year, the past couple of years, it's been getting progressively harder. You know, you might find that with the Colts are usually there or thereabouts. The Titans have had some sort of resurgence, but it's like the Jags have fallen back again, I believe. But it was quite a disappointing season. It didn't really start off well. You know, we had a really hard start to the schedule. You know, it's one of the first, the the four hardest opening games, I think, that's been on the roster for a long time. So from that point of view, there wasn't much hope of taking many wins out of that. I was looking for maybe the, the Vikings game out of that first four. It's been a genuine place to win, and we, we, we got rid of O'Brien. I think a lot of people thought that we could maybe bounce back off of that, but I think the problems are, are deeper rooted than just Bill O'Brien as the head coach slash you know GM yeah. role in in the team. Um, there's a lot of front office stuff still, kind of the bane of a lot of Texans fans just yeah. now. Um, there's there's a lot of disenfranchised fans, there's a lot of hurt fans out there, you know, a lot of fans saying they're going to turn their back on the team unless they can 
right the front of the ship, which is it's never an easy thing to do, especially when the owner has such belief in the people that you want to move on from. Yeah. So it's been it's been difficult. Um, yeah, like Deshaun Watson obviously was a really bright point in our season. Like the numbers he was still putting up, minus Hopkins, not really any running game. You know, and it was it was obvious where we were going with the ball, and he could still like Houdini his way around yeah. people and get the ball off and stuff. So without Deshaun, you're you're you're, you're bang on. I think this would have been like an O season, but yeah, it's been difficult. Yeah. It's been a hard walk. I think the hard thing to come off like as a fan, I think you know when you, when you only win four games and then you come into the off season, you haven't even got a high draft pick. You know, you haven't even got a first round pick, and I think that that must just be horrific. And then. After that, for your one bright point in the roster to then go, I don't want to play for this franchise anymore. Let me out. You know, I mean, for me personally, that would be like it, you'd be really hard to actually keep sort of believing in them. And yeah, it is heartbreaking. It is hard. Sorry to really go. It is heartbreaking. No. I can see what your point is from, like you said. There's, I think there's a there's a real deep root core issue. You know, like you say, you've got the owner that's picking out these people to run the team to make and you know and, and do all these decisions for creating this team and putting them in, into a contention to a winning team and I think you're right that there's such a deeper issue within the franchise and, and, and that for a fan you know must be I can imagine it'd be very difficult you know so because I've seen franchises that you see some franchises they've got great front offices and that mm. is what can lead you to make a great yeah. roster in the NFL and like you pointed out, with some with the people that you've got right now, obviously you are in the re you know, in terms of front office, you're definitely in a rebuild, you're gonna have a new GM with Nick Sario, everything else going on. And obviously with the case of what's gonna happen, you know, what you're gonna do with Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, but I can imagine it is it's been a hard well, it, it could be it could be a hard you know, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think yeah. it's the best way I could describe it. To, to personally I'm, I'm going to give him a chance, you know. I think it's unfair not to say, to, to give the guy a chance. The only thing that I've ever had an issue with was the way in which we went about getting him. Yeah. You know, like, we remember, he's the same guy that we got, uh, the Patriots put a lawsuit in against us for tapping up when he was still under contract. And that, that stems from, like, I'm not, I, I don't beat about the bush on this, like, Jack Easterby's like a huge problem in the Texans for me. It's probably yeah. a name you've heard. Some people haven't that don't really like look into the franchise too deep. They thought all the problems ended with like Bill O'Brien. But I think Jack Easterby was like instrumental in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. You know, so to, to still have that guy in there and, and he was the guy that tapped up um, Nick. Uh, I think it was at like a, a ring ceremony, you know, because he was part of the, the, yeah. the team. You know, so he went up and he got he, he spoke to him at, at the ring ceremony about joining the Texans, and it, it, I I believe that was what happened anyway. And and that led to the lawsuit, and then it, we we backed off him obviously, and then we put in the recruitment team to try and find us a new GM, what, what we paid millions for, it. and then you just go for the guy who you got in trouble for tapping yeah. up anyway. It's yeah. like what a wasted exercise. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine that frustrating, but like you say, if you if you have to give, you know, you got to give them a chance. You know, you, you won't find out. I mean, there's nowhere else how it's going to go. That there's no point the fans turning the back on him before he's even made a decision yet. Yeah, that's not fair. Um, you know, so that's absolutely fair enough. I completely agree with that.
and automatic first down. So uh, we'll go sort of straight into the cap and the expiring cap. I'll let you lead uh, there on, on Jimbo. You go for yeah, it. Yeah. So, so you've got sort of. I mean, you're in you're in a fair position this year when it's when it comes to the cap. I mean, a lot of teams are really struggling. There's sort of you know ten teams that are in a real bad position this year with the cap dropping in in total figure. I mean, you've currently got about six million. Yeah. Um, you've actually got fifty five players contracted as well, so you know no issues there. You don't. You don't need to, you know, worry about more money coming out for that. I mean, you've got some cuttable guys. Well, in my opinion, I mean, Brandon Cooks could free up potentially 12 million, which would be, you know, quite a lot this offseason. There's quite a few wide receivers out there. Um, another name, I believe you mentioned, Bill, was it David Johnson, was it? Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, for me. Million. I mean, what's, what's your thoughts, um, Graham, about sort of who to, who to sort of move on from on this roster? Well, to be fair, you know, you look at Whitney Merciless there, and he's he's got a massive contract, you know. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I, I I like I I liked Whit before last season, until we had to like put his face on the side of a milk carton, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Where were honestly you? <laughs> we, we, were, we it was generally working out at like millions per tackle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you're getting into that range, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, that that's how that's how bad it was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, love wet, like your community guy, but when you see the contract numbers and you see like the the production levels, you know that's like a guy that you want to try and move on from. But he got one of those mega contracts with from Bill and Jack, you know. Yeah, uh, he's, he's perfectly move onable. You know, that save you seven and a half million next year. So yeah. you know that's that's a nice sort of option there. I mean, anyone else? You sort of. Um, looking through, there's I've heard rumours that we might actually move on from Bernardrick McKinney because Zach okay. Cunningham filled in the role quite well. Uh, yeah. you know, he, he, he's got he's more mobile anyway, certainly more mobile. And you look at the number of tackles he made last season, I think he was one of the top tacklers in, in the AFC, if not in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, so no, he was up there in stats, yeah, definitely for tackles. Yeah, you, you know, you're you know, you're solid at that position, you know, and and I think he yeah. he's. He's got a good contract there, but you don't need two of that big contracts in the middle there. So, so you know, you could you can move on from maybe Bernardrick as well. So, and, and David Johnson, I, I don't think he. I, both DJs actually might be in trouble this year, being like cap casualties. You know, yeah. I think we signed like Buddy Howell back on a deal just the other day, and um, so our backfield's like looking pretty pretty positive without the two DJs. Yeah. Yeah, I think the benefit you have got, I don't think there's really, I mean, looking at these free agents, I don't think there's really many guys you sort of, me personally, looking to re-sign. I mean, JJ Watts obviously already leaving, it's going to be a massive yeah. loss for the organisation. Um, I mean, looking down this list, no one really screams out to me as a re-sign guy. I mean, what's, what's your sort of opinion, anyone there that's sort of, you know, you're desperate um, to bring back? You, you know something, if there's any way of salvaging... And this has been this has been highlighted a lot. If there's any way of salvaging the Deshaun Watson situation, Will Fuller is maybe one of the other guys you've got to bring back. You know, yep. the, the two of them when when on certain routes, you know, and certain plays, those guys' numbers are just phenomenal. You know, with the, the speed guy and that. Um, so Will Fuller for me, you know, bring him back. You might get him cheap due to the fact that you know he's suspended for like the Peds issue. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Could, could you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to play all your hand, don't you? Uh, I, I, 
you know, I'm a nostalgia guy. I would have John Weeks, the long snapper back. You know, the guys. Yeah. He's been there yeah. like a decade. Mm. Uh, yeah, we he, certainly need a long snapper. So yeah. Hey, the guy's got the record for the most consecutive games for the Texans. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, know, so he, he's de- he's definitely bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he passed. He passed Andre Johnson last season. Oh wow. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, that's a, that's a long time. So I yeah. have a lot of time yeah. for John Weeks. I just think he's a good guy to have yeah. in the locker room. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. You, you need that, and it's not going to be an expensive contract to, to, no. to re-sign. No, 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 definitely not. John, you know. Uh, Ty Adams, yeah. maybe? Yeah, Tyrell Adams. I think um, you know, he, he, you know, he played a lot of snaps this year. You know, like and, and obviously, you know, later sort of on, you know, and he's not going to be that bad to bring back either. So someone like that, because if you are going to draft some players, you know, depending on what happens with everything going on, which we'll go to in a minute, um, you know, linebacker will be a spot. Um, but having someone like that, you know, even just as a rotational, because I'm sure that yeah. he's not probably not going to play. That, I'm sure the Texans probably won't want to put him as a starter, but you know, you have someone like that that's valuable enough to to have a rotational. You know, and it, it works well. I think he's worth it. I think it, you, you know you've got someone like Vernon Hargreaves who I'd let go. You know, it, I think like you said because to me, I think the thing with Nick Sario, his vision, right? You know, obviously no one knows what he's thinking. He's got a, yeah. got made one of the biggest decisions in franchise history in terms of what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. To me, I don't really feel the same. I'm sure Houston Texans fans are sort of leaning towards that way. But to me, you look at the, the state of this team. You know, like you say with the Deshaun Watson debacle. This team has got some, there are some nice players there, but there's also a lot of room, obviously a lot of room to improve on a lot of, a lot of positions. So to me, if you can, you know, Deshaun Watson wants to go, he's obviously going to try and get to me instead of getting, because there's obviously all these other trade deals that are including certain players, you know, there's obviously there's some with the, uh, the Carolina, which we, yeah. well, I've got him protected to go to, I think uh, the cake has as well. Yeah. Um, but we're just without, instead of giving Christian McCaffrey, I'd rather have draft picks because as much as yes, Christian McCaffrey is amazing. And I don't think you would ever turn him down. It seems like to me, there's a lot more holes to fill, you know? Yeah. So if you can get all the draft capital, you can, it just seems like that is the direction this team is going to be heading. And it is sort of an inevitable thing, which is a shame, but it's also, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Like, and I, yeah. I don't want to reiterate that because it seems like that is the direction this team is going. I'm, I'm, I'm sure me, you know, me and the Kegel spoke about it quite a bit. If Nick Sorry wants to keep this job, I think like it, it, they're going to have to give him time to, to, to yeah. see what he does with this. You know, and I think I think we think Deshaun will go to Carolina. I think they got the they're going to give you what you want for him, which is three first round picks most likely, and probably a few others. You know, mid rounders. That's not a bad foundation to start on. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, we haven't really asked you about it. How do you think Nick Sorrow feels about this whole Deshaun Watson situation? What would you like to see him either dealt with or... Because I don't. I think the bridges are broken now in terms of trying to fix this yeah. relationship. Well, it's, it's hard to actually know what's happening because there's so much misinformation coming out on this whole situation. Yeah. And misinformation is like the bane of everyone's life just now, I think. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere and from what I know or what I've read or heard or whatever from pretty good sources on, on online and that and in the circles is like they haven't actually spoke much, if at all. Yeah. Which goes a long way to say, I'm, I'm sure they must have spoken. They must have had a conversation. Um, but like it all broke down when the GM was picked without Watson being involved. 
you know, he found out on a text or on social media when it was posted. So I think he feels a bit of, um, put out a joint by that. And then after that happened, it's like just, you know, he, he, he just signed the contract as well. And now it's like flight. You know, you knew how bad they were before you put pen to paper. Someone would have yeah. paid you. So Someone would have paid Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Regardless. Of course, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you could be right. The bridges could be broken. I, I, I don't know what they're going to have to do to keep him, you know, because we, we kind of sold the barn getting in Larry McTunzel. You know, mm. we gave up so much to get in the guy to protect him. You know, the, that line from the blind side, you know, first you buy the house and then you buy the insurance. Yeah, yeah. So... We, we got the house and then we, we, we spent everything else on the insurance. And now the house is it, gone. It, yeah, and, yeah, and then the house is yeah. gone, but you're left with the insurance. So yeah. the best thing to do is, like you say, is recoup what you can. McCaffrey, yeah, brilliant player and everything, but he's only he's only going to fill one gap. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, so you need to spread. Like, a lot of draft capital... Um, will go a long way even if it means you can use that draft capital go back up the draft and take another like yeah. top quality QB near the top yeah it gives yeah. you more power like you know it's all about the draft picks in the, the day yeah. as much as you yeah, all these trades it's all about this draft capital and that's obviously the best just, case scenario to get out to Sean I just think with Deshaun I just don't think the you know the management learned their lesson with him obviously they traded away Hopkins last year without telling him you know yeah. obviously hit the roof about that his main weapon's gone without telling him. He signed the contract on the provisio that he would be included in franchise-altering decisions because yeah. he's their franchise guy. And they didn't learn the lesson and went yeah. behind his back. So, yeah, you know, you know I, mean? I, I don't think I don't think you can blame him. I don't think many Texans fans have really blamed him, really, for sort of... No, I think up. the only problem Texans fans have got with him is how cryptic he's being. Yeah. You know, he, he just put out a tweet earlier on tonight saying that trust is everything. Don't you and don't you in capitals ever forget it? Now, what does that mean? Does that mean yeah. that he's he's going to stay? And because I'm staying, you know, you've got to show me your trust. Yeah, you broke my trust, so I'm leaving. You know, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. losing their marbles. They're like, what? Are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think it's, it's a time where you need some certainty as well. You need a yeah. bit of good news and stuff. And yeah, it's not it's not helpful, is it? I mean, for yeah, me, but, you're gonna. It's going to cost you five million to move on from him with a trade before June, an extra five million this year. It's not the end of the world, you know. That's not horrific to move on. I think you know you can get three picks for him plus Teddy Bridgewater. That'd be my way personally. I would try and go. I think Teddy Bridgewater was a solid guy that you could use for a year, maybe. Yeah. You know, see where you go with him, and you've got that. You've recouped that. Then picks that you lost for the insurance, as you say. You know, yeah. with the tons of trade. I mean. Yeah, I think that's that's personally my opinion, and I've I've actually sort of invested in hoping that he goes to Carolina just for a, a bet. But obviously, if you, can, if you can, uh, <laughs> you know, if you can, you know, if you can win back Deshaun Watson and keep him, you know, that's got to be great news for you. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's gone too far now, but yeah, it's hard to it's hard to believe. Like, I I was sitting in NRG at the Bills playoff game last season I like uh, sorry the 2019-20 season watching him uh, brush off that two sacks yeah. you know and then like fast special forward player, a year, special player man he is yeah, special fa- fast forward a year and the building's on fire yeah. <laughs> oh it's so bad I yeah. mean like it, it, it's so interesting obviously you know we've been going for every team and, that, and this one's always popped up as like 
a good talking point because obviously with what's happening with Deshaun Watson, but it's just it just shows how much how things can quickly turn. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's insane in the NFL, it's mad. You know, you you can, t- you can take it for every team. You know, I mean, not being funny, I think that you know Jags Jags are picking first again this year, but two years ago they're in the AFC Championship game. You know, exactly. so it's just that's how quick it can go, and it's just it, it just happens to some teams, unfortunately. You know. The Stafford trades probably helped you. I mean, if they can get that for Stafford, I think, you know, you've got to be looking at more oh. than that, really, haven't you? I mean, the Sean Watson going forward is a better plan than Stafford. Well, I, oh, I almost thought that when that, that deal went through, that it was like, that's just placed everyone out of the market. Yeah, it's a good Literally. point. Yeah. For the sake and of, it, yeah, for that, it, it just felt under, like, yeah, like overvalued, even for, and I like Stafford. I think yeah, he's a bit same. wasted at Detroit, but yeah, like, it just seemed that's what he's done to the market now. So, yeah. You know, and then you've got like Russell Wilson, like <laughs> saying that he's wanting out. So, like it's, it's the, amount of, the amount of pictures I've seen today, the two four swapping. I mean, how much does Russell Wilson get if Stafford goes yeah. for that? I mean, you're talking yeah. two full trades, and yeah, <laughs> two full drafts. Just, just, like, do Ricky, like, just do a Ricky Williams and trade everything. Yeah. It just seems like that's what it's just going to get to at some point. I mean, pass interference, defense, automatic first down. So, I mean, your your main needs next season, I mean, I've got it down as like a wide receiver. I think you need to address that. And I've got you down as sort of needing some line help, like a right tackle and maybe a guard. I mean, what's your thoughts on your biggest needs going Defense. into next season? Defense. Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. You're, you're ranked 27th overall and there are some holes there. I think it does make sense leaning towards that. I mean, who yeah. would you like to see? What, what would you like to see? I mean, it depends who you have. I mean... In our mock scenario, you you have had traded, you've traded Watson, you get you've got some first, you've got a first round one at least one first round pick. If you have a first round pick, who would you like to see? I mean, there's there's some nice defensive guys this year. Like, um, I I generally don't dip into the draft too much mm. because I used to do it in years past, and I used to get really bent out of shape. Yeah, you know, because you were <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's the guy. There's no other guy. No, yeah. He's the only guy on the board. And then they go down a different route and you're like, you know, something. Yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> and, and until draft night, you don't know how it's gonna go anyway. No, of course yeah. not. Anything so, can you, happen. Yeah, because like there's so many agendas. Like it was only a few years ago that I was wanting Trey Waynes yeah. instead of Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Now where's <laughs> yeah. where's Kevin Johnson now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's just things like that. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I can't even think of the top of my head, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. it's just sort of that, you know. So, like, I try not to get too involved in the draft. You know, I prefer, I prefer seeing who's on free agencies. You know, yep. Because there's a there's more of a chance that you'll bring in a bit of a veteran head. You know, yeah, that suits your, suits your schemes and everything. Yep. But I think everything's going to change. We're having Lobby Smith as a defensive coordinator. He kind of runs a different style of defense to what we've been playing and it's going to be interesting who he brings in because he's going to have to bring in guys i think that are used to that system yeah to help bring it to, to help other guys acclimatize to it yeah yeah you know yeah massively i think um i mean obviously you're going to be missing i mean i think even an edge guy it's obviously jj watt's going to be a massive hole you know mm-hmm. like for anyone so looking at like edge guys you know even for agency now uh, Jimmy, you get up on the screen now. Oh, I, think, I you mean, know, you got the you got Hendrickson at the Saints, who they're potentially not going to re-sign. I know he's off the one good year, but yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, there's some um, nicer players in there that you could, you know, go for. I think um, 
you know, even like a guy like Bud Dupree, because let's yeah. be honest, you were paying JJ Watt, what was it, 20 mil annual salary. If Bud Dupree's just a few mil under, like, he, you know, he's all right, he's yeah. no JJ Watt, but at least he's a, he could be an option to get to the quarterback, you know, and yeah. pass rush is everything, you know, in terms of getting, you know, to put anything off and on offense. So, Definitely a hole to fill. I think so. And there's some decent guys out in the free, at least free agency market that you can oh, pick yeah. up quite nicely. Shaquille Barrett is, a, is another yeah. one there. Yeah. If he doesn't re-sign, it'd be quite yeah. it'd be interesting. Obviously, well, I think, I think that, that, you, you look at that list. You look at that list, and you see like there's a potential re-sign there. There's a franchise tag there. Yeah. Franchise all, tag yeah. there. Yeah. It does. Uh, I, mean, yeah, I think, it's all good, I think the problem you are going to have this season is where there's so much uncertainty around quarterback. This is why, for me, they just need to get the trade done. Because yeah, you're going to put a lot of these free agents off coming to you. You know what I mean? They don't know what's going on. No. I think they're going to take one look at the Texans and they go, well, if you want me, you'll pay me a bit more than this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah, about the money. Yeah, that's a dumpster fire. I'm not touching that. Yeah, no. I, I think, you know, that's, that's why you're going to struggle to sort of go after some of these guys unless you're overpaying them, which yeah. I think that's why just get it done and move on, you know? I mean, anyone else sort of down the list a little bit further? You know, any sort of cheaper guys there? You got anything there, Midge, you sort of like? Um, Mingo, I've, I've, I've quite liked him over the years. Yeah, yeah, Bakevis Mingo. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I think he got down more to injury. I think he'd been more rotational. He had a decent start at the Browns, obviously. Now, yeah. now that Bears, um, someone that sort of sticks out to me a little bit that I think wouldn't be a lot of money. Um, I mean, he's class as an edge. I think I think he's more in a three-four system. It depends what um, the new DC wants to do. Like I say, it's a new system. It, it, he is going to pick players based on what he wants to do. But someone like a Jeremiah Tauchi, I think he's been a little bit underrated. He had a bit of an on and off years with the Chargers. Um, he's obviously now the Broncos. I think the Broncos would let him go. He's not going to cost a massive amount. And as much as you know, obviously the pass. You know, you can't get enough pass rushers. You know, pass rushers. Yeah. And fucking cornerbacks, you know, and DBs, because it's just a case you've got a passing league, you want to get to the quarterback as much as possible. Someone like a Jeremiah Tauchi as a rotational guy, you know, this is what I mean. There's going to be so many little pieces that, that will help you down the line, you know. So, and it's just a case, like you're saying, and like you pointed out, um, Jimbo, that's why this trade needs to be more done because it makes <clears throat> the team, it, you give a direction, the team's going to go. Yeah. So, and it just makes a lot of things easier for certain free agents to go, well, you know what? You actually look a bit more in perspective now. Oh, we actually see what you're doing rather than still not knowing what the hell is going on in a direction, you know? Yeah. So it's sort of that case scenario. Um, is there anyone that you that stuck out to you, Jimbo? I mean, I know secondary-wise, you, you know, with the certain corners that you like. So depending, I mean, if you don't bring um, Bermie Roby back, but, I mean, is there anyone now? Didn't you mention... Um, oh, who was it you mentioned earlier, Jimbo? <clears throat> Well, I like Brian Paul, obviously, as you know, from the from the cornerback. I mean, anyone there for you, Graham? Anyone sort of stands well, out? Well, not Kevin Johnson. No. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, from the Browns. <laughs> well, like, there, there he goes again, because I think he, he, he banged about for the Bills for a while as well. Yeah, I think he's been a little bit of a journeyman since he's been like, in the league, yeah. I, I think we've got some good players, you know, like um, Reed. Uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr., you know, guys like that. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't actually hurt to take in like a, a Josh Norman, uh, yeah. even even get AJ Boye back. Yeah. Like, a nice veteran presence is always good um, in, in, any, in any team. And there are some nice veterans out, you know, that can, yeah. it's always, it, you'd be surprised how many it can really lead to a team, you know, in, in just terms of having that leadership role is massive, you know, especially if you're going to draft a load of young guys. 
you, yeah. you're going to want some veterans in there. So, yeah, I yeah. think someone like and, uh, Josh you, Norman. If you can get them cheap enough as well. You yeah. Know, yeah. But yeah. you bring them in and, and we, well, we've done it. We did it with Vince Wilfork, remember? And yeah. look how good uh, DJ Reader got up on the back end of that. Yeah, massively. You know, yeah. so... Yeah, done well there out of that one. Yeah, I, I think there's there's certainly again, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, you know, had a really good season this year. Yeah, uh, bounce back season. So, yeah, you know, I, you know, I think there's plenty of options for you to go after like oh. this year. I think you know, I think you got to be looking at doing that in free agency. Obviously, you haven't got a, you're not picking till the third round currently. Obviously, barring any trade, so. You know, you you are going to have to sort of look in free agency and try and get a few cheaper guys that you can work Bring with. On I think. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that's one of Nick's specialities as a GM, is it not? Is like he he knows the draft class from top to bottom, and I know a lot of GMs that are meant to do, know this as well. But I think he the the extra work he puts in to know exactly how good the draft picks are, and yeah. sets them above. Just from just from what I've heard from the guy, so I yeah. do I, I don't actually mind picking further down in the draft. Yeah, you know because how how many times have we seen like first round draft picks like wash out lately? You know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And, I mean, you, I mean, you look at the Rams mentality. They they draft first round picks like you know they don't care. They're like yeah, have them. They don't care about first round draft picks. And look yeah. at the team that teams they've built. I don't think, yeah, I think it's like seven stuff. years, isn't it? They haven't drafted oh, in the first round for like seven years in a row. Something mental. <laughs> and, it's and, something mental. And how many years ago was it they were in the Super Bowl? Two years ago? Mm. Yeah. Two years ago? Yeah. So it's crazy. just goes to show. Uh, you know, yeah. And they've got number one defense. They're still in contention right now, especially with Stafford, you know. So the point is, yeah, first round picks, yeah, you know, in, in, in real sight, 50-50. You know, they can really... It can, I think, it feels I like think when you come point. to a draft, you know, every single player is a gamble, isn't it? You know, there's no yeah. such thing as a sure thing. No. I think dra- drafting the first round gives you more chance for them to be successful. But yeah. because you don't really expect much of a third round pick, so you don't really notice the ones that flop. But like you say, you can still pick up them gems later on and, and Nick is the sort of guy that, that can do that. So, you know, that might be a bonus for you sort of having them later picks. Yeah, I think the first round draft picks are usually guys that they think will just plug and play. You know, they can yeah. pretty much they're they're NFL ready, and and that's sometimes what they're needing. They're needing like a, a quick a quick plug in guy who's just going to fit in and go from day one. Yeah. yeah, and you're obviously going to spend a little bit more time on people the further down the draft you go. But then those are the guys that will probably stay with you longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a bit line. cheaper as well and stuff. Yeah, yeah. as I was saying, yeah, they're not going to cost you a lot either. Yeah, so, always makes sense for that one. Because I always, I always, honestly, I always take Tom Brady as the quintessential low draft picker. It can happen. Like it, it, he, he's proven it can happen. And other players have too, but obviously yeah. he's the main guy. You know, he's one of the you know, greatest all time to ever. You yeah. know, do it. You know, so yeah, it, it can just shows anything can happen. You know, that yeah. base scenario. But yeah, I think if Nick Sario, yeah, like we said, we've gone for it. I mean, for me, just in the draft, I think if it is, you know, I've sort of, we've done our mock drafts and stuff. I do think um, if you do trade in the top 10, if you get a first round pick, I think ideally because there's a really deep tackle class, um, especially in this first round, you know, you could pick up a nice offensive lineman, mm-hmm. um, which I think would be very essential to whoever, whoever's going to be, whoever's yeah. going to be the new quarterback, like you said. Of course. Um, get the house, get the insurance. So, yeah. You want that type of thing. You've got Tunsil, you've got Nick Martin at centre. 
you know, so it'd be nice to pick another tackle. I don't know what your opinion is of you sort of if you did get that top ten draft and a rookie quarterback. For me, I don't think the line's ready. Obviously, Deshaun got you know a lot of pressure last year. He got sacked. I don't. I just don't think it's right to put a rookie quarterback in there. I just think you're they're destined to fail at the moment. So for me personally, I wouldn't go that route. I mean, do you like any of the rookie quarterbacks this year? Well, Trevor Lawrence is the main guy, but he not yeah. underwent surgery lately. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he, he's yeah. going to go to the. He's like very, very likely to go to the Jags at first. I mean, you got Justin Fields, who's sort of yeah. be up there. You have got Zach Wilson, who's probably, you know, be up there as well. I mean, it's a it's a quite a good quarterback class this year. I just think you need a, a sort of ready made situation for him to go into, really. Yeah, like I, our O line has improved, and like we had a lot of struggles with Mike Devlin last year, our O line coach. Um. For me, I don't think Max Sharpen should have seen it as little of the field as he did. You know, I think Max Sharpen's pretty solid in there at left guard. Yeah. And when he played later on in the season, when he started to get more snaps again, you know, our run game started to improve. And I, I don't know if it's because teams are like backing off us now because, you know, we're so, they, they didn't see us as an offensive threat with the run game. But, I think when he was in the team, it was it was more shored up. You know, we've got Howard, you know, at right tackle. You know, we've got we had a bigger line, but we're yeah. we're, we're still missing um, maybe that right guard position as as the main hole. I think we we moved on from Kelamenti because of that. I think he was one of the camp casualties this past week. Yeah. So if we can just shore it up, like I would love us to have a, an aggressive line like the Colts. I think the Colts have a really good offensive line. It's just like yeah. the way they play football. So I would love to have a line like that, you know, that we kind of boss the trenches. Yeah. So if you G- games are one of the trenches and it's that, it's that simple. Like, in, you know, yeah. people talk about it. If you've got a good offensive line, it's always going to help guys. Whoever, whoever's in there going to give them a massive chance. Whoever, whoever takes centre. Yeah. Massively. Uh, so, Graham, so we're going to sort of cap it off a little bit there. So, the table what we'll do. So, we're doing a, um, obviously, like we've spoken about, and we've reiterated this in this episode of how how early things are. Obviously, we're on a bit of a time scale trying to get all these episodes done um, to go for every team. But we are doing a way, way, way too early prediction. Now, obviously, it's very difficult because, you know, you're not even going to know, probably, let's be honest, it's not going to probably be Deshaun Watson, but then who is it going to be? You know, you don't know who's going to be at quarterback. But in terms of a realistic expectation, you know, with Nick Sario's first year and seeing what what he can do and try and rebuild this roster again, what what do you realistically see your Texans doing in terms of a record next uh, next year uh, next season coming uh, up? I, I think our schedule's slightly easier this upcoming season, <clears throat> so I think I think I think we could actually go one better than last year, even though we're still in trouble. So I think we're going to get five. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think we'll pick up five wins. Uh, I'm not going to go any higher than that because I don't think it's realistic. Uh, yeah, I think you're in a very you're in a tough division that's getting tougher, as you said earlier. You know, it's a yeah. it's a sort of deceivingly tough division. You you've obviously got the Colts who look very good. They've got their new quarterback Wentz, who I think is going to thrive behind that line. You've got the Jags who've got two first round picks this year. They've got loads of money to spend in the free agency, yeah. and the Titans obviously playoff team last year. So. It's not the easiest division to be in. I think you've got a lot of changes this year. But, you know, there's no reason why you can't go and sort of win four or five games, I don't think. I mean, I, it could go really terribly wrong if you don't sort that quarterback position out and you could end up with, you know, little to no and, you know, one or two wins. But 
Yeah. I, 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 it's I far would, too early, isn't it? Yeah, I think five would be like the, the peak. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, so it's more than a real expectation. Depending who is there, if you can draft some nicer players to help in this rebuild uh, situation, obviously, hopefully get a good, very good deal out of Watson, yeah. knock on wood, whoever it's with. Um, and then you can sort of try and move forward a bit. I think that's a good realistic expectation because I think the whole thing with this, with Nick Sorrow as well, you know, you're going to have to give him time, especially when Deshaun Watson finally ups and ups and leaves. You're going to have to give him time to rebuild this roster. You know, it's going to be a challenge either way. But yeah, if you can get a few wins out of that, you know, it's not the worst, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a, it's a realistic expectation there. But Graham, so uh, Graham, really appreciate you coming on. Um, but I say we've been doing this, you know, we're coming for everything and uh, really appreciate you coming on, taking yeah. the time and uh, speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I, yeah, just a pleasure to be asked. Thank you very much. No problem at all, sir. Love you guys. So what I'll do, I'll be tagging uh, Graham with the um, Houston Texans UK page to look out for the socials uh, all on that one. And we've also got some more upcoming episodes this week. So please keep an eye out. Got a lot of content coming up. But thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Catch you soon. Hey.